Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat of Samach Zayin Amud Bet. At the bottom of the Amud beginning, our study of the seventh parak, Parak Klal Gadol. As I pointed out on the handout, uh, this parak represents something of a turnabout in uh, our Masachat. Uh, for the next few daf in the first sugya dealing with the first Mishnah, we're going to see some general issues of Chiyuv uh, B'Shabbat, specifically as referred, it relates to um, the uh, varying amounts of Chata'ot that a person would have to bring for violating Shabbat or multiple Shabbatot, depending on what their level of knowledge and awareness was. And this takes us back to some extent to the uh, discussions that we had in Masachet Kretot about Yediyah and Helem and, uh, and Shogeg. So let's begin. It's a big rule about Shabbat. Well, the first analysis in the Gemara will be what that wording means. Uh, and we have four groups here. Kol ikar Shabbat. So it sounds here as if somebody who was fully aware of the law and then forgot that Shabbat exists and uh, did multiple marachot on multiple Shabbatot, when he comes to a realization, he has to bring one korban chatat for the whole set. However, which means he's aware of the isurim of Shabbat, and what the sense is, is that he, his calendar got off. So that he, uh, thought, every time it was Shabbat, he thought it was Sunday, for instance. Uh, and did a lot of malachot. One korban for each of the Shabbatot that he messed up, no matter how many things he did. Shabbat. And this is the third one, which is when you know today is Shabbat, and over the course of many Shabbatot, you did malachot, and here, since it's Shogik, that means there had to be something you didn't know, so we assume that what you didn't know was that these particular malachot were asur. In other words, you knew Shabbat was uh, today, and you knew that there were Isurim on Shabbat, but you didn't know that Bishul was asur, you didn't know that Kshiro was asur, whatever it might be. Then your Chayav, for each one of the malachot, Chayav al-Kol, Malacha, uh, Malacha, which means that you are chayav for each um, category, as it were, so that the maximum you'd be chayav would be 39, even though it happened over the course of many weeks. Uh, you did Bishul uh, every Shabbat, and you did Kshir every Shabbat, and you did mul- multiple malachot, the most that you could be chayav would be a total of 39. And now, there's a tag on which is necessary to explain why it says al kol av malacha so if you do multiple malachot which are similar to one malacha which means toldot of one av erachay v'alachat so that means that if you did bishul and then you did afiyah and you did other things that are subsets of bishul it's still only one chatat okay first question is I mentioned the language my tamamatana klal gadol why does it use the word klal gadol big rule in uh, the third Mishnah in our parak, it's going to introduce another klal. So it's klal gadol and another klal. And then that klal has to do with shiur for caring. So tana klal gadol, is that the case? So v'gabi shvit nami, you have klal gadol also in shemitah. So tana klal gadol, there's a klal gadol at the beginning of shemitah. And then later on, there's a klal acher, and I identified where they are on the page. 
So if that's the reason, in the opening parak of Maaser, it says there's another call about Maaser, but it never says Kol Gadol. So why would it be that Shabbat and Shvit would have Kol Gadol and a Kol Acher, and Maaser would only have Kol Acher? So I'm Rabbi Yosef Avin, he says, Shabbat and Shvit, so he says, because Shabbat and Shemitah both have this system of Avot and Toldot, so that's alluded to with the word Gadol, like there's a bigger group and a smaller group. Uh, so therefore it's a Gadol, and Maser, the Lepo Avot Toldot, Maser, there's just the Yisurim involved. Therefore, Lotana Klal Gadol, so if that's the case, then the Varkapra, the Tani Klal Gadol Maser. Varkapra's version of the Mishnah is that the Mishnah Maser opens up with the words Klal Gadol. So my avotumai told Otika. So if your explanation is that every time it says Klal Gadol followed by Klal Acher, it means there's an avot toldot system, then Bar Kapara would have a difficult time explaining why it says Klal Gadol, or we would have a difficult time explaining, or Yosavin would have a difficult time explaining why um, why there's Klal Gadol according to Bar Kapara in Maaser. So let's try a different tack. Instead of reading Klal Gadol as an allusion to the fact that there's a particular system here, and that's Avod Vitoldot, rather read it that all Klal Gadol statements are tied to each other in a hierarchical link. That Shabbat is greater than Shemitah. The Yisrael of Shabbat apply to things that are disconnected from the ground, you're not allowed to cook them, and things that are in the ground, you're not allowed to pick, pick them out. Uh, the Surim of Shvi only apply to things that are in the ground. And Vigadol and Shasha Shvi, Yotemina Maser, and Shemitah is greater than Maser. So it is as Shabbat is Kal Gadol, Kal Acher. Shemitah is also Kal Gadol, Kal Acher. And Maser is just, uh, is just Kal Acher. And that's because Shemitah is greater than Maser. Shemitah applies to both animal food and human food. Maser only applies to human food. And then we have to go back to Bar Kapra. It says, He has the version of Gadol there. It's there because there's one thing yet that's lighter than Maser, and that's Peah. Maser applies also to fig trees and to vegetables. Pea applies to trees, it applies to grains, it applies to beans, but it does not apply to vegetables, nor does it apply to fig trees, and we'll see why. There's a rule about Pea, this is the fourth Mishnah in Pea. There's five criteria. Has to be food, has to be something that's preserved, has to be something that grows from the ground, has to be something that has one harvest season, has to be something that is stored, what are those phrases for? That excludes bushes that are used for dyeing, that's not food. Something that's guarded, so it's opposed to something that is hefker, not owned. Something that grows from the ground. So that excludes like mushrooms. Because the fig has two seasons. Something is preserved. Because vegetables are not preserved. In the Maser, the parallel Mishnah only has three criteria. The last two criteria I mentioned. Because we don't care whether for Maser, whether or not 
the uh, thing has a one season or two seasons or a constant season, and therefore figs are in. And we also don't care that it's something that's preserved and their veg- therefore vegetables are in. So according to Bar Kapara, Maser also is Gadol from something else, and that's Peah. All right. And by the way, notice that this linkage is not about punishments, but rather about scope of the Isurim. So Shabbat applies to Talush and Chubar. Shvit applies only to Mechubar, but animal and human food. Maaser only applies to human food. And Peah only applies to human food with several other limiters. All right, now we have Machloket Rav and Shmuel versus Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish about how to understand the opening category in our Mishnah. They say the opening case in our Mishnah, which says, Shocheach Ikar Shabbat, is talking about somebody who really never, maybe who was brought up by non-Jews, or somebody who converted among the non-Jews, which means they never knew these laws. So what do you do with somebody who originally knew about Shabbat and then forgot all about Shabbat? Not one chatat for the whole series, one for each Shabbat, which was our second category. Now, let's see if that works. We opened our Mishnah with Hashocheach, which means it's somebody who forgot. What does Shabbat, what does forgot mean? Doesn't that mean that he originally knew? Because to forget means you knew, and then you don't know anymore. So, no. My call Shabbat, what does it mean? That it was forgotten from him, meaning he never knew about it. So now you're going to have to move everything up a grade. If you say that the opening category is somebody who never knew about Shabbat, then that means somebody who knew about Shabbat and forgot about the entire enterprise of Shabbat would have to have a greater chiyuv. Well, does that work? Here we say that if somebody knows about Shabbat, knows in the present tense, but evidently his calendar got off, is chayav for each Shabbat? Say a bigger chiddush, which is litni yikir basof shachach v'choshkein ha. Tell me that even if it's somebody who knew about Shabbat and totally forgot about the institution of Shabbat, is chayav for each week. And kol shakein, if he knew about Shabbat but just forgot about the day, meaning he got his calendar got messed up. The answer is my yodei kar Shabbat misha yodei karashal Shabbat ushchacha. So they interpret the second group differently, also in this take. Hayodei yikar Shabbat means he knew it but he forgot it. So now we got to move it up one more grade. If he didn't forget about it, which means he knows that uh, today is Shabbat, so he knows that Shabbat exists, and he's not forgotten about the institution of Shabbat, then he'd be chayev now for each melacha. So again, the same problem. That our Mishnah said, if you know it's Shabbat, Meaning your calendar's on, and you forgot about malachot, your chayef reach malacha, so litni, give me a bigger chiddush. Somebody who knows about the institution of Shabbat, but got his calendar off, his chayef reach malacha, and certainly if his calendar is on. So, Rav and Shavuel's original contention, which is all that we know that they actually said, which was that the opening system is about somebody who was never aware of Shabbat in their life, pushes everything up, and makes the read of the entire Mishnah quite tortured. Alamat and the answer is no. Our Mishnah is The opening group, Rav and Shmuel would have to agree, is about somebody who originally knew about Shabbat and then forgot, and read the rest of the Mishnah the same way. We read it simply, and nothing has to move.
What is the, what is Rav and Shmuel's edition? Rav Shmuel nami kikilah sof shachachtami. Hachid, this is what they meant. Rav Shmuel nami tavayo, filu tanakshin shvab and anachrim, kikilah anachrim, kikilah sof shachachtami. The one thing that they're adding here is, yes, if you knew it was Shabbat, about Shabbat, and then you forgot about the whole institution of Shabbat, you're gonna bring one korban for all the Shabbatot you missed. But if you never knew about Shabbat, you're also gonna bring one korban. That's all they're adding in. So in Eretz Yisrael, their Torah was that um, if you that our Mishnah, the opening group from our Mishnah, is only if you did know at some point and then forgot. Somebody who never knew about Shabbat and then comes to realization of Shabbat is patur from even that one korban. So watch this challenge. So it's a brighter that's parallel to our Mishnah. And then this brighter gives an example. The brighter gives exactly the example of Rav and Shmuel, which is somebody who was brought up by non-Jews or converted among the non-Jews is Chayav only one, but the chayav one and not patur. V'chayav ha'adam chat, which means all the dam they ever ate in their life. The chayav one korban chatat. V'alachelav chat one for chelav. V'alavodazara chat any avodazara they did. The chayav one. Umunbaz poter munbaz a student of Rabbi Akiva says they are patur. V'chachay munbaz down the Rabbi Akiva and munbaz presented this argument to Rabbi Akiva. We're going to see in a minute where mezid and shogeg, mezid means intentional, shogeg means inadvertent, are both called sinners and they're grouped together. There's a juxtaposition. Ma mezid Mezid is somebody who originally knew about it, not only that, but they knew and they intended to sin. So shogeg also has to be somebody who had knowledge, and therefore if you never had knowledge, you're patur. Did a reductio to him and said, So I'll add based on that reasoning. You had to have knowledge when you acted to be mezid. So according to you, you should have to be aware of it not only at some point in your life, but while you're acting. And Mumba said, Actually, your argument, which was intended as a reductio ad absurdum, I accept. And indeed, you're only showing if you have knowledge at the time that you act. Good. Rebekiva turned around and said, that's not shogeg, that's mezid. That means you're aware of the Easter when you do the Easter, that's called mezid. So we'll see what Munbaz's take is. So, but notice that the, the first part of the Brayta is, gave an example of our first group in the Mishnah, and it used Tinok Shanishbat. So, Rav and Shmuel actually now are totally supported that somebody who never knew about Shabbat, when they come to realization, has to bring one chatat for all the Shabbatot they missed. So, say that, that if you never knew about Shabbat, you're patur for any korbanot. That's difficult. So, could turn around and say, wait a second, in that bright, we have Munbaz. And Munbaz says, you're patur. So, we're following Munbaz. So my Tavid Munbaz, where's Munbaz coming from in this? Dichtiv in the parsha of Avodah in Parshat Shlach, Torah Chat Yelachem Lo Said Bishkaga. There's one rule for the he who does Bishkaga. 
Okay, so it's talking about Shkagav. Samichle, what's the next pasuk? It talks about Avodazar B'mezid. If you do it with a high hand, meaning intentionally. So Shogik and Mezid are juxtaposed. Just like with Mezid, it has to be a case where you had knowledge in, about the thing. You knew that this is Aser. So Rabbanan, what did the Rabbanan do with this juxtaposition? <clears throat> they had a different take. Like Rosh Hashanah Levi taught his son to read that pasuk. That that parsha is introduced with the phrase "if you in, if you err and you don't do any of these mitzvot," and then it talks about Avodah and then it compares it to Mezid. So the hekesh is not between Shogun and Mezid, it's between all mitzvot and Avodah Zarah. So ma, and that sets the tone. Malalan, Just like Avodah Zarah is something that you're chayav karet if you do it intentionally, therefore Bishogeg gets a chatat. That sets the pattern for us that, and we saw this in Kretot, that only those things that you'd be chayav karet for, if you did them intentionally, are you chayav achatat for doing unintentionally. If we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up uh, in the middle of this discussion with Moonbaz and the Chachamim uh, in the next podcast. In the meantime, you should have a wonderful day.